Welcome to episode 87 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations. <laughs> Why would you not do this? I didn't do anything. I'm not even looking at you. Okay. You're going to be working tonight. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to episode 87 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And today, we have a new voice on the podcast. Chris is not with me today, so instead, I'm recording with a very special guest. Mom. (laughs) Mom, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, I'm Annie's mom. I'm Susie. I come up and help in the bookstore once a week, usually. Mm -hmm. And, um... I'm looking forward to how this is going to turn out. (laughs) We are going to chat all about SEBA, um, the Southern Independent Booksellers Alliance. Jordan and I both went to SEBA in Savannah this past weekend. It was my first trip, and Mom is going to ask me some questions all about it to kind of fill you guys in on what a booksellers conference might look like. And then we will end the episode with the four questions that we ask every guest I will ask of my mom. So, okay. Well, this is fun because this way I'll get to find out what you did. I know we haven't even talked about it. Because you've been too busy to find out. Yeah. Well, you just told us what SEBA stands for, but go ahead and say it again. The Southern Independent Booksellers Alliance. Um, I think I thought it stood for association for right. Uh, maybe until I went. And so, <laughs> how many bookstores are we booksellers? Are we talking? Are we talking about? So I think, if I remember correctly, there are 150 member stores. Okay. Um, and then they had present at this particular conference about 70. Um, okay. Which isn't too surprising because I have owned the bookshelf for three years, and this is my first chance to get to go. Right. It's not surprising to me that a lot of bookstores might have difficulty either raising the funds or making the trip. Um, The conference does rotate, uh, the the trade show, the conference, kind of rotates every year, and so it's a different location. So next year it will be in New Orleans. I think one year it was in Asheville. Um, But Savannah was within close driving distance, Mm -hmm. fairly close to to us, and for the first time it did not um, kind of coincide with another major bookstore Mm -hmm. event. And, well, I did miss kind of some of the opening events for one book, um, the Thomas County One Book Festival. But um, due to some other things going on at SEBA, I decided it would be important to go for the bookshelf this year. And along those lines, yes, you had something really special you were invited to participate in, which really really made your decision yes. to go. So yeah. tell us about that. So I wasn't really 100% sure I was going to go to SEBA again because of kind of the conflict with one book, and we play a pretty big role in one book, and we provide the books for the festival. But um, one of my publisher representatives um, asked me if I would like to be on a panel with a couple of other bookstore owners with Grace Bonney. Um, a lot of people, at least I hope a lot of people, I certainly was familiar with Grace Bonney. Um, she w- is the founder of Design Sponge, this really popular design website. Her book is on my mantle right now. Um, so she published a book a couple of years ago, and she has a new book out called In the Company of Women. And it's all about, she, through Design Sponge, has obviously met a lot of designers, artists, entrepreneurs, many of them female. And so she wanted to dedicate a book to women entrepreneurs. And so each 
page almost, or every couple of pages, is devoted to a new woman in business. And on her upcoming book tour, which I think she's already on, she is kind of having these conversations with local entrepreneurs and small business owners. So um, I, along with Janet, the owner of Avid Bookshop in Athens, Georgia, and Jamie, the owner of Flyleaf Books in Asheville, North Carolina, were invited to be on this panel with Grace as the moderator, and I might have peed my pants a little. (laughs) (laughs) So did she ask you, interview you three as women entrepreneurs? Yeah. And what kind of questions did she ask? So um, this was kind of fun. We had a phone conversation leading up to it because I had, I mean, I follow Flyleaf Books and Mm -hmm. Avid Bookshop online. I follow them on Instagram, but I had never met either of the owners, certainly never met Grace Bonnie. So we had a phone conversation kind of leading up to the panel. And then we met for the first time the day of the panel. And it really went so well, partly because Grace, I'm pleased to report, is really delightful in person. And so she had some really great questions about work-life balance. Is that even a thing? Is that something we can we can achieve? Um, what are some of the biggest challenges in running a store? Um, how we all came to be in the book business? How long? How many years of experience we had? Um, so this particular panel at SEBA, they had a lot of different educational panels, and I learned a lot of things. But one thing I loved about this panel, even if I hadn't been on it, I think I would have attended it, because to me this was one of the most practical panels we gave because it was interviews with booksellers, bookstore owners, about management issues, cash flow problems, what do you do when you're stressed, what do you delegate, what don't you delegate. Um, And honestly, while I was up there, I almost wish I had had a notebook with me taking notes because I learned so much from Jamie and from Janet and from Grace. so it was it was a really great panel to be a part of, and I hope it was a, a helpful one to listen to. That sounds really fascinating. It was practical right. things that you that everybody has in common yeah. with the upside and the downside of running your own business. That yeah. did you learn something in that balance? Yeah. If, as your mother, I want to know. <laughs> did you learn something in that balance area? Well, actually, one thing that I loved. So when Grace introduced the question, she said, "Okay, I'm going to ask this." knowing full well that we probably should acknowledge work-life balance doesn't exist. And I really appreciated just that introduction because I find that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Some days are, really, and we talked about that, like some days are easy, meaning the store runs smoothly or you get to leave at four and you leave work mm-hmm. at four. Um, but a lot of days are off balance. And then the, the really goal is for the sum total of those days to come out balanced. But each day, because of the very, I was about to say, because of the very nature of entrepreneurship, each day is so different. But I really like that Grace and the two other owners I was with kind of acknowledged, we don't have this all figured out. Um, And one thing I won't... That's good to know. It is. It was good to know. That's comforting. Jamie of of Flyleaf Books has owned her shop. She's been in, I think she was in publishing for 15 years. I feel like she's owned Flyleaf for maybe a decade, wow, okay. um, around that long, certainly longer than I have owned the bookshelf. And then um, Janet from Avid has owned her shop for five or six years, and they're getting ready to open a second location. Oh. Um, so it was a nice kind of variety, and right. I'm kind of the newbie. Like, I've owned it for three years, uh-huh. and I came to my store very differently uh-huh. um, from a lot of people. I 
inherited is the wrong term, but I basically bought a bookstore already in existence. And so that's very different. So we were kind of able to talk through that. One thing I thought was interesting, and I don't want this to discourage you as my mother, um, but <laughs> no one on the panel had children. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought that was interesting. just worth noting that I think it's hard for a lot of people. And now a lot of the bookstore owners in the audience have children and there's of course a way to do that. And I, I firmly believe, or I wouldn't be doing the bookshelf, that there's a way to balance that. But it's worth noting that obviously these are questions right. and struggles that female entrepreneurs have of how do I balance? And I met, actually, one of the most wonderful people I met was Ada, who owns Main Street Books in Davidson, North Carolina. And she and I have been Instagram friends for a while. And Ada is a mom. Like, she mm-hmm. she has two kids. Um, so it's possible to do it, but I thought it was interesting Obviously, it's something female business owners do have to ask questions mm-hmm. about. Um, and I kind of liked being on a panel with people who are still working through that. And I, I'm just curious. I mm-hmm. hope I can ask it here. The <laughs> age of those other women, are they near your age? Are they older? Janet and I, I think, are probably comparable. She might be more mid-30s. Okay. Um, right? I'm still. I'm just 30. Like, I'm <laughs> early 30s, right? Um, and then Jamie is a little older. Okay. Um, and so, you know, and she had really interesting viewpoints. She had started her business with a partner, and then that partnership dissolved oh. and kind of talked through the pain of that. Um, okay. One thing I really appreciated appreciated about Janet was she talked about she clearly has this very close-knit staff. She brought her whole staff mm-hmm. with her to SEBA, which was unbelievable. Wow. Um, so she brought seven, eight employees with her. They're clearly a really close-knit familial staff, but she acknowledged she had had one kind of difficulty with a staffer and how mm-hmm. that affected her whole outlook and, and the downside to maybe giving giving multiple chances to an employee Mm -hmm. and how that affected the rest of her really hardworking staff. And so I liked hearing those perspectives. The practical Uh, story, the real life stories behind the scenes. Yes, because, and even afterwards, I know that you love my Instagram stories and I'm so grateful that you do. I do love your Instagram stories. Um, But uh, sometimes I will post Instagram stories on my personal Instagram. And when I got back, I posted one because... One of the only pictures I posted from SEBA was a selfie with me and with Grace, which was really cool, kind of a surreal experience. I had been reading Design Sponge when I had my, quote, boring desk job. Like, Design Sponge was one of the blogs I read every day. Um, So it was fun to meet her. But I wanted to do a behind-the-scenes Instagram story saying, hey... Leading up to SIBA, as and you as my mom know this, yes. but it was a very stressful few days. Um, September has been a quieter month at mm-hmm. the bookshelf, a little bit slower, and financially that's tough because mm-hmm. you still have to pay all the bills of the new product mm-hmm. we're getting in for Christmas and for holiday season, and it was just, quite frankly, not a great week. Mm-hmm. And so on Instagram, I kind of shared, hey, just FYI, you see the selfie with me and Grace Bonnie, but I want you to know there are hard parts to entrepreneurship. And I think that's important to talk about. And one of the questions Grace asked was, in community, in our downtowns or in our small towns, how open can we be about okay. the difficulties and challenges to running a small business? And in Thomasville, I feel like in a small town, it is kind of tricky. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's pretty clear. But I have found that if I am willing to be vulnerable and to say, hey, my store was slow today. Mm-hmm. Are you guys slow? More often than not, now not always, but more often than not, somebody else will say, oh, me too, or last week was tough right. for me. Or, But you have to be the one to kind of go first. Yeah. And that's scary. Or it, it can be intimidating. And being around just a room 
the panel and through no, I am sure, nothing of my own merit, but that panel was full. Like, the room was overflowing. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's just because me, Janet, and Jamie were these awesome panelists. (laughs) I think it's because people want to hear, tell me how you run your business. Well, I think that's exactly right. I think, and this is not just bookstores. No. This is any small business, Mm -hmm. which is the backbone of our country. Yeah. And yet... It has its struggles when the big boxes can do so much more and offer things. Yeah. They can offer everything but true customer service, I'll just add. (laughs) It's so in one of the questions I was gonna ask is did you feel this camaraderie Mm -hmm. in the in the whole weekend with all the other booksellers, even though Mm -hmm. I gotta say probably not that you are, but a lot of small business owners are a little quirky. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they've yeah. got their own, they march to the beat of a different drum. Yeah. And so they're not your Amazon Prime types. No. They're not your, and so you've got old mm-hmm. quirky, yes. young quirky, yeah. but in but leaving all of that out, right. did you feel a really good sense of, hey, we're all into something really special in this country together. Yeah. And it's hard. Yes. I think for sure, you mentioned quirky. You know, I'm kind of on the young end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. for bookstore owners. I met a lot of people my age, but many of them manage the store Mm -hmm. or are booksellers. Um, And owning is kind of a different beast. But, you know, Janet is around my age. There were were a few um, kind of younger bookstore owners there. Um, But also a lot of bookstore owners, right, live in very different cities from Thomasville. Right. Asheville looks very different from Thomasville. Um, And so at first... And this happened... I've been to one other booksellers conference a couple years ago. And Jordan has gone with me to both. But this one, he actually attended things. And, And so... At one point, I think we kind of met up, and I said, I I just sometimes wonder how well I fit anywhere. Like, <laughs> where do I belong? Um, only because, and we have talked about this on the podcast before, entrepreneurial types kind of go with the flow. I noticed no panel started on time. Like, the like everybody was perpetually late, and you can blame it on elevators running slowly or whatever. But I was the one armed with, like, my notepad. Of course and you like, were. And so, <laughs> and so that was really funny to me because I realized, oh, I'm in a room with, in Myers-Briggs terms, right, the P yeah. instead of the J. Yeah. And Jordan told me, he said, I knew you were a J. But, you know, if you're familiar with Myers-Briggs, I knew you were a planner before we came on this trip. He said, of course, mm-hmm. I'm married to you. But it really comes out. Right. And bookstores in particular are kind of these hippie, exactly. I don't know, I don't know the right way to do it. And Free spirit. Yeah. And, and that, I think affects their how they run their businesses and for me like there's a part of me probably the part that comes from you that's hippie (laughs) but then there's also part of me that's like tell me what i need to do to run my business well tell me what i need to do so i can do it concrete yeah make myself a list right um and so that was just interesting that aside it was so encouraging probably the most rewarding part of the weekend wasn't meeting grace bonnie even though that was awesome but it was just being around other people who are kind of in the same boat. I was. That's what I was hoping for you. Yeah. It, I feel like you need 
that from time to time. That's why these are important. Yes. And I think, you know, I hadn't gotten to go. Exactly. I've only been to one other one, and that one was for bookstores nationwide, which is a whole which is different very beast. Different. <laughs> and this was fun because you know, somebody met me right and teased that I didn't have a Southern accent. Right. Um, but Southern bookstores are kind of a unique, funky breed. Um, their owners are the same. Um, but just being in a room with other people or being on a panel with other women who are going through the same types of things and just that feeling of, Oh, okay. I'm not crazy or I'm not alone. Exactly. Um, I talked to somebody a few weeks ago who told me, you know, being in a leadership position can be really isolating. And I thought, yes, it can be really Mm -hmm. isolating because I'm friendly with all of my staff. I mean, hopefully that shows through the podcast, right? right? I'm close with Chris and Sterling and Rebecca. Um, But also I'm the boss and Mm -hmm. that's hard. And so to finally be in a room with some other people who Mm -hmm. have those same types of feelings um, or who are looking at a bank account that is lower than you'd like it to be. I just realized, okay, this happens to other people too. That's right. I'm not a failure. And when it's these not things like happen. running your home. Right, and it's not like running a home budget. It's yeah. a little bit like gambling. And, and so, and so <laughs> when you pick product and all, it is a gamble. Yes, and so to the short answer of is there a camaraderie? Absolutely. And what's fun is this was my first year, but you could tell deep-seated relationships right, grow. Right, will happen yes. for you to... So I hope you keep going. Yeah, actually, Ada from Main Street Books and I already talked about trying to get a, a group of women together to Skype every three months just oh. to run through, like, do you have any questions? Because she's yes. very new to her business as well. She's That'd owned her store for a couple of years. She and her mom own it together. Aww. So anyway... Those types of things, those types of relationships, I realized, okay, I can see how if you came to this every year, you would really get this sense of belonging and this sense of encouragement and rejuvenation to then go into it. And more resources. The more you know people, the more resources. So, yeah. Well, briefly now, besides the big panel, which is really what led you to say yes, yes, because I know you and... (laughs) <laughs> you would have put it off probably. So yeah. I was very grateful you were asked and that's an honor by the way. That it was, was really exciting. that's really great. What other things I wanna know what else happened. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead and tell okay. me what after the panel what else was there to do? Okay, so Thursday night, which we did not get to go to many of those events, but I think this is kind of fun. Um, type over on Tybee Island, the author Mary Kay Andrews has a beach house, and so there was like a party at her house. Wow! And then Friday was the day of education, so that was the day of okay. my panel, and there were multiple panels, so you kind of got to choose which mm-hmm. ones you wanted to go to. So Jordan and I kind of split it up. That was great. Um, but I attended a panel about hosting events when your store is kind of in the on and off off the beaten path. Um, yes. So how do you get events in your store, which is tricky for Thomasville mm-hmm. that's not on an interstate or near a major airport. Exactly. Um, so that was a really great panel that I walked away with some ideas from. Jordan raved about a panel um, about how to make local authors work for you. Just meaning when you're an independent bookstore, you encounter a ton of independent authors. Mm-hmm. And yes, we love stocking their books, but there's got to be a better way to nurture that relationship. Very good. Um, and for us to work for each other. So it's not just books on a shelf, but like how can we host signings and how can they maybe pay for some of the help that we provide? Okay. So Jordan, and Jordan's a little bit more business-minded. Yes, And he so is. he kind of walked out of that, I think, with some good takeaways for us to implement. Um, another panel we both got to go to was 
beefing up what they're calling your mind, body, spirit section, um, which there are some things that just by nature of where we're located and, and how comfortable we feel, you know, there was some talk about carrying tarot cards is like this big new thing. And I don't know that oh, the bookshelf wow. is going to go there, <laughs> yeah. but the importance of offering a wide variety right. to, to people and making sure you have books about um, yoga or aromatherapy mm-hmm. or books by the Dalai Lama right alongside your books by C.S. Lewis and mm-hmm. and just how important that is. And we have a mind-body section. I really section. do think you do a good job with that Thanks. because I think that you it is you do try very hard to think about all the different kinds of people right. that you want to attract yeah. and for them to find what they're looking for. Yeah, and I, we've talked about before, We and this was something that occurred on the panel a lot, we want bookstores and I want my bookstore to be a safe haven for you to come and ask questions exactly. for you to come find books and, and resources to help you with your life and so that was a really interesting panel so Friday was just all these panel discussions mm-hmm. that that was my favorite day because of course that's what I love is basically exactly. basically being in school for yes. selling. <laughs> um, and then Saturday was more the trade show aspect okay. so you would have been familiar I with probably that, would like that because it was a little bit more like America's March or Amer- okay. just for books and you could go place orders if you wanted to oh very good um you know I have so many wonderful sales reps who I organ who I meet kind of in person throughout the year or on the telephone so I didn't place a ton of orders but right. it was fun to get to see the books in person maybe before yeah. placing an order um I'm also currently working on a way to have audio digital audiobooks available I think that's good um so that you know like Jordan who commutes listens to audiobooks but he does it through <clears throat> I think scribed is the one uh-huh. that he does because we don't do Amazon and we don't do audible uh-huh. um of course but, not <laughs> but there's a new way to kind of get Customers who've listened to audiobooks to do that um, and support your independent bookstore. So okay. I picked up some information about that. So um, not just books and book buying, but also vendors associated with, you know, audiobooks or vendors associated with like a book club resource. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get some good information Saturday as That's well. That's great. And then it led into because of where we were located, something called Read Savannah. Yes. And yes. One really fun event was Sunday afternoon was this lunch called the Movable Feast of Authors. And so you were seated at different tables with um, readers and other booksellers, and then authors would rotate every 10 minutes to your table. And I got really lucky because I was in the seat next to the author. So I got to sit next to really fun people. So that that was a really fun kind of closing event. That is very good. Yeah. I like that. And I would sidebar really great for Jordan yes. to go with you yeah. and he does have a different he has a different perspective. perspective and he does have a business mind right and so um kudos to Jordan I love yeah. Jordan and I'm so glad <laughs> that y'all made it a, a yeah, date weekend was that was great so your biggest takeaway biggest takeaway was um a I'm not alone and b there are things I can be doing I think to beef up the business part of the bookshelf, meaning um, host doing, we host a lot of events, but maybe doing an even better job of how we host mm-hmm. those events. And um, I think Jordan's really excited about implementing this local author stuff. So those are probably my biggest That's takeaways. That's great. That's And I think that is important in small towns. Yes, Local it is authors really depend yeah. on independent booksellers to right. help them out. They're not going to get a foot in the door in a Barnes right. and Noble. Right. And so that's important. Yeah. So that's good to nurture that. What are you most excited about? 
I'm most excited about the relationships I met there and kind of Good. being able to maintain those throughout the years. So I kind of now feel like if I have a question, I can email Janet or I can email um, Jamie or I can email Ada and ask, hey, did this work for you? Why or why not? Yes. And it just feels like now that I've met them in person, that relationship has kind of been established. Mm-hmm. So if I had questions or rather when I have questions, yes. that I can exactly. I can go to somebody. So that, to me, the relationships. You excited. really... We don't like the term networking. I know you I hate, hate that word, <laughs> but I don't know a better word to describe the necessity of knowing other people doing exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I know the cities look different, mm-hmm. but I also know that small independent bookstores thrive in small towns mm-hmm. because small towns have a passion. Yeah, they get it. For th- they do. They get so. It. It's good for you to have been out and met mm-hmm. other people. That was what I was so excited for you for. I felt yeah. like you needed to be around people doing what you do yes. to find out, hey, these these laws happen. Right. And then comes Christmas. Right, right. <laughs> and it makes up for everything. Any other celebs you met that you want to tell your uh, listeners about? Let's see. I met and was very excited to meet Lane Moriarty. Um, you don't pronounce uh, her name Leanne, so yep. this was news to me. But she's um, an Australian author who's very popular. I really love her books. And I got to sit next to her at lunch, so that was pretty oh, fun. Oh, cool. Um, and then the author of a YA novel that Rebecca really loves called Girl in Pieces. Um, I sat in on a really great middle reader panel. Um that was fascinating to learn from middle reader authors and the importance of middle reader literature, which we certainly believe in at the bookshelf. Yes. Um, got to kind of spend some time with uh, Sally Bradshaw, who is going to be opening a bookstore in Tallahassee. Very So good. I'm hopeful to maybe um, to maybe work with her, to maybe bring authors to our neck of the woods. Maybe by having two bookstores, we can maybe attract some folks this Very way. Very good. So got to spend some time with her. Um, and, yeah, just got to meet some really great creative people some authors who've written a children's book based on Flannery O'Connor they will Aww. be I know they'll be at the bookshelf this Saturday so if you're listening oh, bring your kids cool. um, it's a beautiful That's book big. yeah it's a beautiful book called King of the Birds um, because Flannery oh, grew it's out on Instagram yes. oh it's beautiful and Flannery um, raised peacocks and so um, oh really I didn't fun. know that yeah so, so just being in a room with um, sales reps and authors was really fun and exciting I'm very proud of you for going because I know you (laughs) and I know you can look at what's right in front of you and be so intense on that that you feel like I can give up this other and I'm glad you went because you see you need this. Yeah and I think that probably the day or two before I was thinking this is a horrible time to go. I cannot (laughs) leave. Um, I had been stressed and it just felt dumb. It felt dumb to go but it wasn't dumb at all. No it Um, wasn't. And I'm really grateful. I'm proud of you. Good job. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Um, Okay, so before we wrap up, I wanted to get to ask you the four questions that we ask every guest on the podcast. Um, So, what is a classic book you have never read but you wish you had? Well, I'm embarrassed about this, listeners, but (laughs) I started reading Little Women with Annie when she was a little girl. And she read faster than me, so she finished it, and I have never finished you Little never Women. never finished it? I even brought a, bought a Pretty Little Women from your store, oh. and I still haven't read Little Women. Gosh, you should read it this holiday season. I'm so ashamed, but 
truth is your podcast is truth. So there <laughs> it, it is. is. We're very open. On there the it is. It's Little Women. Have you seen the movie version? No, I've not watched the entire okay. movie either. Only parts. Okay. Because I know how you feel about that. <laughs> I do get a little judgy about that. Um, <laughs> you should read it this holiday season. It's a great. Okay. It's a great holiday book because it's so cozy to me. Okay. Um, all right. I'll be in- very interested to know your answer to this question. Um, do you listen to podcasts? And if so, what are your favorite podcasts? Well, I actually don't listen to a lot, but when I do, you can imagine, I've been really introduced to them because of the bookshelf. Right. So I try to listen to those. Okay. And then, of course, some of my others are more spiritual podcasts. Yeah. And I do, I have listened to some of those. I enjoy them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm learning to use my computer and work at my computer and listen And that's hard for me to multitask, but um, that's how I... So that's most of my podcast. Yeah, I can't listen while I'm trying to do something else unless it's like washing dishes or cooking or getting ready. But like if I'm typing, working, I can't listen. I need to learn how to do it in my car. Yeah. And I'm just not very savvy, so you'll have to teach me. Um, Okay. What is your favorite part about life in the South? My favorite part is my people. We do have some nice people. My people are in the South. <laughs> yeah. And my family mm-hmm. is here. And sometimes I think about adventures and I think about, hmm, what could the next phase of our lives be? Daddy thinks about Kentucky. and But my people mm-hmm. are here. Yeah. And um, I've been here most of my life. And I love my coast. Mm-hmm. I love being able to get in my car yeah. and drive right down to the coast it's a happy place. It's also a spiritual place. Absolutely. It's got lots of fond memories of my growing up and piling 10 people in the car to drive down to the coast for the day, eating at the Oaks. Right. And um, it was a big deal to me. So the coast is, uh, living near the coast is very dear to my heart. Okay. Now, <laughs> um, you frequently say that you were not an avid reader while I was growing up, but I disagree with that adamantly because you did read. You were just reading parenting books or yes. family management books. books. Yeah, but I'm curious, what are you reading right now? Well, I just finished Janice Ray for the one book, oh, yeah. Thomasville. I just finished that, which is really interesting to me because I would have never picked that book, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad I read that book. Yeah. And Dad just finished it. Good. And so we're looking forward to tomorrow night. Yes. If you're listening to this, you're probably, hopefully, listening to it Thursday. You might be listening to it after. But if you're listening to this Thursday, um, you can still get tickets to the Janice Ray author event in Thomasville. $10 a ticket. You can find those online. Or you can buy them at the bookshelf. So we hope maybe we'll see some of you there. Yes. And we are really looking forward to that because it's all about our region. Yeah. Um, So my next book that I just picked up. Yes. Is you'll have to help me remember the name of it, but okay. it's the Danish. Oh, a year of living Danishly. Yes, and I saw it on Shauna Nyquist. Yeah. Instagram. I did too. I ordered one for me. And so. I was very. You know me. I'm very yeah. interested in happy home life. Yeah. How do we make it better? Yeah. Uh, that's passion, been a passion of mine for 34 years now that I've had a home of my own. So I'm looking forward to reading. It sounds like something I'm going to love about simplicity, keeping home life calm, and that was a big thing for me uh, while raising children, and um, I'm really looking forward to that. I'll start it tonight. I think 
we sometimes talk on the podcast or in the shop about our Venn diagram of tastes. So we'll talk about like Annie and Chris and our Venn diagrams overlap a lot. Uh We have a lot of similar reading tastes. And then my and Sterling, we have like, um, political kind of memoirs or those are kind of where our tastes overlap. And I think for me and you, our tastes really overlap in that personal growth Um, home self help yeah like I think of um, the happiness project happier at home Um, this really great book called the hidden art of homemaking I don't know if you ever read that one but anyway so when Shauna posted it to her Instagram I thought it was hilarious that you I had seen it and already ordered one for myself you texted me and said hey did you see Shauna's post I want that book and Lisa my aunt my mom's sister immediately texted me also so now so I ordered three copies so it'll be like family book club I'm really I know that's gonna be fun I'm really looking forward to starting that and I you owning a bookstore has opened my eyes to a lot of different types of books now I'm more well read now because of you and um so that's been a that's been good perk perk well mom thanks for coming on the podcast thank you for having me as your co-host fourth one down the line <laughs> no no I'm like, how did this happen how did you get to well, me I, I um i told mom before we started recording chris was not in the shop today and i was chris. you know going through my files and realizing oh no i need an episode for tomorrow and it kind of ran down the line um but mom you know not you're first in my heart <laughs> um so i hope you enjoyed today's episode and i hope you enjoyed getting to know my mom a little better you can find full episodes of from the front porch on itunes or on our store website that's www.bookshelfthomasville.com and you can also find us on instagram and twitter at bookshelf tville we would love to hear from you um, any feedback you might have or ideas for future episodes you can find us there Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next week.